everyone. It's Robert Poole with the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. You sometimes feel like you're running 24-7 without coming up for air in your business. This is a dangerous place to be, which will eventually put you out of business. Let's talk about how to prevent that and continually grow our businesses. Do you have a small business that sells to other businesses? If so, you probably know that there are plenty of resources for companies that market to consumers or companies that sell to large and Fortune 500 type companies. But what about the small businesses in the middle who sell to other companies? Where do we go to get answers? How do we grow our company consistently while still keeping our sanity? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. You're one of the heroes in our society, and you should be proud of it. Welcome to the tribe, and welcome home. Okay, everyone, I hope you're having an awesome day. In the last episode, we talked about preparing our business for the next crisis that is not an if, but it's a when. Today, I want to talk about a strategy and a concept which has helped myself and our company stay in business and be profitable for over 20 years. That strategy is, quote, getting back to the basics. You know, usually when a business has a systematic, uh, ongoing problem with growth, it's because they've gotten away from the basics and haven't adapted to what's going on around them. You know, one of my favorite illustrations that you probably have heard of before, but it's the story about the famous football coach, Vince Lombardi. And at the beginning of every season, he would walk into the team locker room and start his talk with, you know, gentlemen, this is a football. And of course, what he meant was, hey, team, you know, you guys are all professional, you know, excellent players, but we're going to focus on the fundamentals and the basics. He was known to coach his players to consistently draw on basic things like tackling. You know, and like business, football is fairly simple. It may look complicated at times, but if you think about it, the skill sets are actually pretty few. You know, let's say, for instance, you're a lineman, like a tackle. You have to be good at and practice blocking the opposing team from getting to your quarterback and and the ball carriers. I mean, yes, there's little other nuances and situations, but in the end, uh, you know, their basic task is for linemen is to master that basic and fundamental skill. And they're usually going to be successful if they're good at that fundamental skill. That same lineman can easily start focusing on things like, you know, practicing how to run fast to assist in blocking downfield, or he may practice from moving from one, you know, side of the field to the other in a position or whatever particular play. You know, and he has other tasks that, you know, they're important, but they aren't fundamental to the skill set that is blocking and protection of his ball carriers. If he spends a ton of time working on those ancillary skills that aren't really basic and maybe even, you know, more interesting at the time, he'll get rusty on the fundamental skill of blocking. So I think you get the point, but what does this have to do with business and specifically B2B? Well, the point is that just like football, business fundamentals, the mastery of them and consistently applying them is what will make you grow your business or go out of business. The problem is sometimes the fundamentals and basics are ignored as we get more experience in our company, as we grow and as we get busy. You know, entrepreneurs and owners tend to be high achieving people and sometimes focusing on basic things seems boring. We fall for the, quote, shiny object syndrome and start doing things that don't make a whole lot of sense and only wake up when you get hit upside the head, so to speak, with a significant downturn in our business. And I've talked about this before, and I won't go into great detail, but I had a fantastic business partner for many years. So we had good synergy. He kind of ran his half of the company. I handled my side, and together we worked out strategy and direction of the company. But unfortunately, back in 2017, I came to work one day and he wasn't there. And it turns out he died of a heart issue. And this, of course, was a major shock to everyone as he was, you know, the type of person who had, you know, never had any health problems and never went to the doctor. So it was totally unexpected. And he was a brother like uh, to me. And so it was a huge loss in my life and our business. 
you know, regardless from a business perspective, you know, we just lost 50% of the management and, you know, department heads, so to speak. And, you know, after that initial shock, I started to put on all the hats and running and growing the company. And as you can imagine, going from having a partner to being solely in charge of things was quite a transition, especially after 15 to uh, 17 years. You know, for several months, I kind of ran around with the proverbial chicken with the head cut off type of things, trying to do in my job, his job, and everything in between. And it got to the point where I decided, you know, hey, I need to make a decision whether I'm going to try to sell this company, just close it, you know, or, or where, where are we going in the future? What are we doing? And, you know, so I, I took a trip to Lake Tahoe in California and booked myself into a hotel so I could just be a force to be alone with no distractions. Over a couple of days, I did nothing but write on legal pads with a pen trying to figure things out. Somehow, I decided to dedicate time evaluating our business from the ground up, which it seemed appropriate. I started asking myself basic questions about, you know, what kind of business were we in, why were we in business, and so on. You know, and unknowingly, this changed my life and our company forever. I realized that we had gotten away from the fundamentals and basics in business. We had developed systems over the years that became very complex beyond what was needed. We had no clear picture of where we were going other than what was happening that day or that week, and that's probably about the most. Overall, it was just a convoluted mess. You know, and this may not be where you're now, but complacency, habit, ego, and let's face it, laziness can cause most of us to spend our time, you know, going full speed ahead without thinking about the activities we're doing, you know, if they're a basic function of the business and even if they're necessary. So unless you're just starting out in business, I would think most owners would agree that they've gotten off track at times and get caught up in the day-to-day, forgetting the fundamentals and basics that grow our companies in the first place. Now, so whenever I look at a, a problem or an issue, I always look at it and say, you know, why do I have this problem or issue? In my mind, you know, if I don't know why I have that problem or issue, it's very unlikely that I'm going to be able to fix it. So in this case, why, why do we get off track? I think it's for different reasons at different times, but I'll give you some of the reasons I know I've gotten off track in, in our business. First of all, it's very easy to do. Most entrepreneurs and business owners are fast movers and decision makers. We generally don't stand still waiting for someone else to tell us what to do. Just the speed at which we sometimes move causes us to lose, lose track of the fundamentals. You know, another one, and I've been guilty of this, certainly, ego. You know, the attitude of, hey, I know how to run my business. I'm, I know how to sell. I know how to market. I know how to manage my team. The problem is just because we know, we don't always do it. You know, execution on knowledge will beat knowledge only on days of the week that end in why. When we get complacent or lazy and we feel like we've got it all handled, that's the time to get scared because you're going in a downroad spiral. Sometimes we stop doing those activities that got us where we were because, you know, we get bored with them or we think we no longer have to do those type of things. Take prospecting, for instance. You know, if you want consistency in your business, you can't decide to prospect for a little while, get some business, and then stop thinking that you've got it figured out. Even if you have been in business for a while, you need to constantly and continually prospect or market as a company. If you slack off and some of those referrals start coming in, you know, you're starting over with huge expenses and reduced revenue. Prospecting and bringing in new customers is an evergreen activity that can't be done occasionally. It's got to, it just doesn't work that way. You know, on a total side note, but, you know, on consistency when it comes to prospecting, and this is slightly off topic, but, you know, it really amazes me that, you know, what we see with some of our clients at, at Sales Double, you know, we do B2B cold calling, letter, lead generation, and follow-up for our clients, and basically the stuff that nobody wants to do and rarely has time or the skill for. But for some reason, clients like to stop calling during holiday periods, during the summer, tax season, or any other excuse they can come up with. From a marketing standpoint, this is so backwards. Take summer, for instance. 
you know, as of this recording, it's June and, you know, kids are out of school or getting out of school. And we often see a drop off with some of our clients and they put marketing on hold until September, October. Uh, and then they go for a couple of months and they take off December, you know, in January because, they, you know, whatever. But I mean, it's fine if you want to take a vacation or time off. But geez, you know, if you aren't the one directly prospecting, let that person or company stop during that period of time. You know, because of this is so common with a subset of our clients, and I'm sure other clients and uh, just people in general, that means that there are a lot of businesses who suspend marketing for the um, summer. I mean, think about that. If you've got less businesses making outbound calls or prospecting and marketing during a period of time because everyone else is slacking off and waiting until the next perceived, you know, good time to call or market, are your chances of getting to potential prospects better or worse? You know, I think that uh, that's a pretty obvious question. You got a better chance because you got less competition. You know, we've seen this play out uh, over and over in our company for years on end. Clients who never quit prospecting are the ones that are most successful, period. And, you know, and that's a hard fact. Okay, so side rant over, uh, you know, back to why we lose sight of the basics. Let's face it, another reason we get distracted. We get distracted by, you know, we close a big deal or we launch a new product or, you know, uh, deal with some kind of internal operations or HR issue or even distractions in our personal lives. And sometimes those distractions are unavoidable, but they can't be mitigated. And there are things you can do to get back on track very quickly. Next, I'd say sort of the law of motion, if you call it. You know, if we have done something the same way for some time, you know, I mean, let's be real here. It's much easier to continue to do that than course correct, even if it's not the smartest thing, because we haven't taken a step back and looked to see if that was a strategy that worked in the past, but it may not be working now. And then, of course, the, you know, classic shiny object syndrome. I mean, I think this affects a lot of entrepreneurs. I know this is a big one for me. My business partner was probably worse than I am. And, you know, that's pretty bad. But he was what I call an idea of the day guy. I, and I'm thankful for his creativity as it led to, led to uh, you know, some wonderful growth for our company. But he and I would both find ourselves going down rabbit holes, chasing the latest new idea for a service or product instead of focusing on the fundamentals for our current offering and how to improve it. The last reason uh, why I think a lot of us get off track is not paying attention to the levers of the numbers in our business. It's very easy to implement a tactic or a strategy and literally keep doing it for years without taking a cold and sober and realistic look at its return on investment and evaluating whether we should be even doing it or not. I mean, I know personally, we found ourselves doing something that on the surface and anecdotally seemed to be working. You know, in some instances, this literally went on for years only to wake up and finally realize we were flushing money down the drain. Why? because we weren't paying attention to the levers and the numbers frequently enough to catch these things. So now that we know some of the reasons why we get off track, let's talk about how we even know we're off track and how to catch ourselves in the exodus. The first thing is more of a mentality and an emphasis, but it's the realization that you are going to go off on tangents from time to time, and you just need to realize that and actively and regularly review those basics. And we'll talk about some specific strategies in a minute. Second, we need to develop systems and culture that notifies you when things are going sideways or into problem zones, you know, away from your core reason for being in business. You know, if it isn't relevant and part of your core business and serving the people we want to serve, you know, it's basically a hobby. It's not a business tactic. These systems, you know, can be in, in the form of creating a culture among your team as they notice something, you know, straying from the core mission. You know, they're encouraged to bring it up with you or your management. I mean, really, it's arrogant for us as leaders to think that we know what's going on in the trenches and the day-to-day -day of our team. You have to create a culture that encourages them and even relies on them to notify you when things are getting off track. And of course, you can have systems that are more quantifiable, like financial reports, you know, specific to a tactic or a strategy or whatever. 
mean, the numbers don't lie. Not paying attention and regularly reviewing the finances will get you in deep business killing territory. Another way to catch ourselves going down the wrong path. And if we don't want to see another problem or hear bad, but, you know, let's face it, truthful things, we'll never stop and correct course. It sounds illogical, but a lot of us do it at one time or another. And I know I certainly have. Okay, so now that we've got some of the reasons why we get off track and how we can identify when we do, but how do we actually prevent it or get back on track when we get off? Like most things in life, you know, when you break it down, it's actually pretty simple. Spend time focusing on the fundamentals and the basics of your business. Well, you know, duh, of course, Robert, but, you know, that seems simplistic. But in the end, that's what will prevent us from going in the wrong direction. The question is, how do you specifically do that? In my mind, the number one thing you can do is to commit to regular time spent evaluating both your business and yourself. If you don't make the mental commitment to actually schedule time to take a step back and rethink and work on your business and not in it, you know, you'll never have long-term growth. You might have spurts of growth. You might triple over a year, but you won't sustain that in the long run if you don't do this. That's more akin to winning the lottery than a long-term growth strategy and commitment. Okay, so how do you do this scheduled time to work on and not in your business? Before we talk about my personal habit and what works for me, let's talk about, you know, what you should be doing during this scheduled time and what kind of commitment you need to make. In my mind, this is where the basics and the fundamentals really come to light. During this period, I think you want to focus on, you know, a series of questions. Those questions may change over time, but a lot of them should be things that are repeated over and over again because the answers are going to change over time. I like to start like this. I mean, I literally get a pen and a legal pad or however you like to take notes and start brainstorming uh, the answers to questions that seem, you know, super basic or, or simplistic and things you may already know, you think. You know, and the way I try to look at it is, you know, if I have a to start fresh in my business today, no revenue, no employees and limited cash, you know, how would I answer these questions? So, I mean, it's, you know, example questions, you know, really basic stuff, but, you know, things like, you know, who do you want to have as customers and clients? Not who you have now, but who would, do you want to have if you were starting over? You know, what are their main problems, i.e. the result that they're after? You know, how can you help them solve those problems and what's the result you can offer them? Is your current customer base you know, how do they compare to these people of your dream customers, so to speak? Do you like your customers? Are they the right customers based on, you know, what we just talked about? Are their problems the same now as they were last time you reviewed this? You know, is your solution still relevant to them? And does it still uh, be effective in solving their problems? You know, and even things like, you know, where are your customers congregating? Where do they, what kind of online usage do they have? Do they use social media heavily? Do they use Facebook or LinkedIn or, you know, not much at all? Do they listen to podcasts, you know? Who holds influence and, and sway with them? You know, is this where you're putting your marketing efforts? Is that still the best way to find and target them? Because it's going to change over time. And then, you know, an obvious one is to constantly gather feedback from your current customers. I mean, what's, what's changed in their lives, in their, uh, you know, phase in business? Is your solution still working for them? Is it relevant? You know, would they buy it again? You know, if not, you need to make some changes. You know, and if you have the wrong customers, maybe it's time you started moving your marketing to attract the ones you actually want instead of those you don't. Not going to happen overnight. And I even did a whole episode on this, but it's critical for the long term. Another thing, you know, another question you could ask yourself, what about your team of employees or contractors if you have them? This sounds bad, but who do you need to fire? Who's dead weight or, or a problem in, in your culture or just not the right person for the right job? I mean, what capabilities are, are missing for your team? Do you need to expand in some area? You need an expert to come in and bring those results, you know, and why do you need to fill that position? You can look at, you know, things like the last year or some historical time frame, maybe even back to when you started the business and 
ask your questions near yourself, like, you know, what did you do differently a year ago or when you started? Did you anticipate the direction you've gone? Has that paid off or should you have gone in another direction, different customers or solutions? You know, looking back over the last six months to a year, what mistakes have you made that have cost you money or hampered your growth? And how do you prevent that from happening again? I mean, ask yourself questions like, what would happen if, don't let the, how are we going to do that mentality slip in? Ask yourself questions, you know, the, what would happen if type of questions? What would it take to double or triple your revenue in the next 12 months? And don't, again, don't think about the how or we can't do it because just think about what would it take actually? Unlimited funds? Would it take a new team? What would it take? You know, if you feel like you can't do it, why couldn't you? What are the factors in that answer? You know, who can you hire? Who can you contract with or partner with to overcome those obstacles? Last, I think, you know, this is one we should all be focused on, you know, even if you drop the others. And that's working on and evaluating yourself as a business person. As I say often in this podcast, your businesses will only grow in the proportion that you as a business person grow. If you want to make a million dollars, you need to become the person who has the mentality and the skill set to make a million dollars. You won't do it with the mentality and skill set of someone who's making 100K. It's just simple as that. So evaluate yourself, uh, you know, cold and brutal sometimes. Evaluate yourself as a business person. Have you grown in the time since your last check-in? Hopefully. Have you grown, you know, since you started your company? I would imagine. Where are your strengths and where are your weaknesses? Are you doing things that are you're not so good at or weakness? You know, want, need to outsource those weaknesses. You know, get over your ego, which is a big problem for us. I know it is for me. We want to hold on to things and do things that we're not necessarily good at or is not good use of our time. I mean, focus on building your strengths along those lines. You know, I mean, what skill set or, or sets do you need to have to become that business owner that's able to grow your company to the next level? Do you need to get better at marketing or sales or closing or need to get better at hiring and managing your team or better at understanding financial stuff? So let's say you've got a good list of questions like the suggestions I just talked about. And I don't know about you, but, you know, the number of things I've written down as goals and activities that need to be done is massive. The ones that have actually gotten done are a fraction of that. Why? Well, in my case, and a lot of us, I think, it's because we procrastinate, get busy and lose track. And the way I've overcome that a lot in the last few years, particularly, is by scheduling specific times for critical activities. You know, I've forgotten how he says it, but Tony Robbins says something like, you know, if you have an idea, it's a dream. If you write it down, it's a goal. If you schedule it, it becomes real. Now, I'm, I'm not sure that's the exact quote, but you get the point. So schedule this evaluation of your business or it just won't happen and nothing will ever change. Here's my basic system and what I do. And of course, you can do whatever works for you, but this is how I do things. Uh, and this all started with the trip to Tahoe that I mentioned. And quite frankly, it was by accident. You know, a minimum of two to three times a year, I get away from the office, my family, and pretty much any distraction for a few days to focus on the business. For me, this means checking into a hotel just far enough away that it's not easy to pop in to see my family or check on the office, usually a car drive two or three hours away. And I literally sit in a hotel room by myself for two, three, you know, sometimes even four days and do nothing but focus on questions, review what's been going on since the last time I did it. And I actually did a whole episode on this, so you can check it out if you want to know more. But during this time, I sort of do a deep dive and try to create my business from scratch as if it was starting over and then kind of compare it to where we actually are. It becomes pretty apparent where we're off track and what we need to do to get back on track. So besides those, you know, sort of semi-annual uh, times with myself, I then schedule check-ins about every quarter where I evaluate what's been going on, you know, tactically and you know, what we're doing and, and seeing if they're still relevant and effective. 
I generally, you know, don't go away from this, but I do schedule time in my calendar, just like I have an important meeting and I eliminate as many distractions as I can. And so that's a, sort of a quarterly type of, you know, um, schedule. And then on a, a weekly basis, I actually schedule time as well. I typically shoot for three to four days a week. Of course, it always depends on what's going on, but uh, at a minimum, three days a week. And at that time, I focus on smaller follow-up questions and solutions to the bigger issues that maybe I discovered at the semi-annual or quarterly look, uh, evaluations. During this hourly session, I you know, spend tar- part of the time learning the new skill sets and things that are specific and actionable that are actually going to help me expand my skill set to become that business person I want to be. So takeaways from this episode, number one, you know, don't let your ego or complacency cause you to miss fundamental problems that will cost you tons of money. Missing what's going on internally with your company, what's going on with your customers and your industry as a whole is a major mistake that'll cost you dearly. Like most goals and objectives, if we don't schedule time and commit to them, they're likely just not going to get done. In business, that means a lack of growth and potentially being out of business. Standing still is the same thing as dying in today's business world. So if we're not constantly checking in and keeping up with that change, we'll be out of business. You know, I know this is a lot of uh, commitment and you know, I realize that, the, but the question you have to keep in mind is, how much is it worth to you to catch yourself or your company in the midst of an activity which isn't your core mission and isn't a good return on the investment of resources? Depending on the activity, I mean, this could be thousands of dollars or in some cases even millions. I know it's certainly been the case for me, and every time I find myself off track, I kick myself knowing that, you know, I've lost all this money by not catching it sooner. I hope that helps. Um, that's all I have for today. Have a fantastic day, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on your favorite podcast platform and give me your honest feedback. Also, I put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years owning a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. 